This week on the O oh, the Anthem podcast, we are celebrating because it is Bobby Bonilla Day. Also, Patrick Mahomes is celebrating because he got paid as well. Uh, we have no actual sports to talk about, so we're going to talk about one of our favorite topics, whether the Redskins should change their name. The answer is yes. In other news, uh, Hamilton is on Disney+. Plus. Kanye West is running for president, apparently. QAnon candidates all over the place. We have COVID news. We have Trump news. And uh, Columbus is going to tell us whether or not the harbor is swimmable and fishable. All that is coming up right now on the O oh, the Anthem podcast. Yo, Patrick, I need a loan. This is Corey, and this is the O the Anthem podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 326 of the O the Anthem podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTA LA studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for catching us on your podcatcher of choice. The easiest way to find that one is at anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. Gives you the links to all the ones. So if you like to listen on Apple, we got you there. We got you on Google. We got you on Spotify. We got you on everywhere. So go check it out. And if you want to catch us live, easiest way is to put slash O the Anthem after wherever it is you're watching. <laughs> YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, all of it. Slash O the Anthem. That's the easiest way to find us. Yes, indeed. So kicking off, uh, as Corey said, in the intro. And by the way, if you're not coming in for the intro, you're absolutely missing out. Uh, you will miss part of the conversation about how Corey was right. Five years ago. Yes. But uh, if you missed out on that, uh, not a lot of sports to talk about, but like weirdly sports news. Yeah, sports adjacent things. Sports adjacent. (laughs) So let's uh, cue up a little sports adjacent ball. Oh, that's not the one. There we go. Side note, we're taking, uh, if you'd like to be our producer, let me know. You can come in. We're doing interviews. <laughs> so I don't have to run the board and be on the podcast at the same time. Well, we, bo- we both are like splitting producing duties yes. in a way. Here, yeah. So. I'd like to have somebody who sits there and doesn't talk. Uh, <laughs> friend of the show, Roberto, could do that. But, you know, the second half of that, not capable. So uh, we know. just cut to the producer cam every once in a while. And All just the cut. time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So uh, sports adjacent news. I feel like we talk about this every single year, and yet here we are again. Uh, when this podcast is going for its 20th year, we will still be talking about July 1st being Bobby Bonilla Day. Always and forever, Bobby Bonilla Day. I and, uh, After Bobby Bonilla Day is over, we're going to have like Chris Davis Day, because he has a ton of deferred money. Yes, yeah. Uh, we're, we're still dealing with Prince Fielder Day. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a there's a lot of these that are that are down the pike, but the, the Bobby Bonilla being the first of of this type of contract, which is why it's so interesting to follow its legacy here. 
it's like the curt flood of deferred money. Yeah. So so get everybody who doesn't understand, Corey. Give them a little heads up. What is Bobby Bonilla Day? Okay. So uh, I believe it was his contract with the Mets that he signed in like 98 or so. Uh, it was for uh, a healthy amount of money per year. I want to say it was something like. Uh, you know, like ten or fifteen million at the time, which was a hefty sum to play to pay somebody at that point. Uh, at that point, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was nowhere near Alex Rodriguez twenty five million a year money, but it was like <laughs> hang on a bit, good <laughs> major league starter money, good star money. Uh, anywho, uh, Bobby Bonilla uh, played fine for those years, but he wasn't a star. Uh, but the, the the big fancy thing that w- was different about his contract as opposed to others was. Uh, that his, almost all of his money was deferred. So because he was willing to take it in smaller increments over time, it's kind of like the lottery thing. Like you, you could take the, if you won the Powerball. See, now I have to correct you. What? Because the 98 contract wasn't. Oh, wasn't. Four years, money straight. Played okay, but not great. Mm-hmm. And then they renegotiated in 99, and they said, we'd love to get you a team that can help you get to the World Series. Here's how That's we do it. That's when he went to the Marlins. Huh? Is that the Marlins? No, no, trade? the Mets are the ones. Who, no, so the Mets said, we realize we put a lot of money in you and we can't build a team around you. If you let us defer a bunch of this money, you'll still get it. But then we can use the cap space to build a team with you. Right. That's but, what happened so, in 99. So the point I was making is if, if you won Powerball, right? Yeah. And it's a $100 million grand prize or whatever. Uh, if you take it as one lump sum, it's not $100 million. No. It's less than. But if you take it over, you know, every month for the next 50 years, then you'll get closer to $100 million at the end of it. Yeah. Um, no, uh, you still pay taxes, but no penalty for taking it. All right. The there's yeah. no there's no surcharge for <laughs> for taking a lump sum. Uh, and, and basically, that's what happens here with Bobby Bonilla Day, where he just gets pay, paid like one point two million every year on yep. July 1st. And, and so basically he, he they signed a contract which was decent for a starter and then realized We've made a horrible mistake. Yeah. Can we defer a lot of this money? And he turned a decent contract into lifetime earnings for his children and grandchildren. Yeah. And $1.2 million, it's $1.19 million. Yeah. What, what are we going to fuss about a $0.01 million, um, which is what, 10? Is that 10000 Yeah, $10,000. $10,000. Uh, I more, mean, $10,000. I just... What do you want me to throw it at you in disgust? More than a I minimum sitting wage, around like that. More than a minimum wage worker makes in the United States at thirty hours a week. By yeah, the way, yeah. that's more than their take home. Right is the rounding error we're discussing right now. <laughs> uh, so basically, he turned and capitalism. The, yay! Yay! <laughs> it's more money. So he he not only gets the money he was owed, but then he gets more money with interest spread over the well. Part of, of years. part of the thing is you can't rene- renegotiate without giving more money. Yeah. So like you can't. Cut somebody's pay essentially. <laughs> you have you can only raise it. Yeah. So the idea of raising it was probably over the well, listen, I'm taking a risk here by taking it over, you know, like thirty, you know, what what if What if the team doesn't <laughs> exist with the Mets? Yeah. What if my casino goes under and I need money right now? Like what what am yeah. I supposed to do then? Uh, you know, he 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 made out in the end. And a lot of other players are making out nicely. In the same sort yes. of way. And I'm, I was going to say, at $1.19 million, if he deposits that in a regular interest-bearing savings account, he can live off just the interest yeah. month to month and leave the $1.19 million, plus probably some, well, to I mean, his if, kids. If you're just thinking about it in terms of dividends that you get, oh, yeah. on like a, 
uh, you call it a million in stock. If you're if you're investing it wisely and you're getting you know high yield dividends from it, then you're you're probably clearing, you know, two thousand or so a month in just the dividends. Oh, and, I mean a savings account at one point one nine million. Well, no, but I'm saying like even if you put it in the stock market, right? Oh yeah, and it's and it's earning money as it's you know Gain growing. Value. Yeah, yeah. But, but you're you also dividends. getting dividends. So if you think about it in terms of like if you have a million dollars and you're investing it well, then maybe you get two thousand dollars in dividends, uh, the equivalent of two thousand dollars in dividends every month. Okay, yeah. So every quarterly, you're getting six grand or something like that. I think that is very conservative. Because if you got one point one nine, you can give it to a guy who can turn that into oh, there's a lot. there's tons of ways you can yeah. turn a million dollars into a lot more money, yeah. and that's part of the problem is that as soon as people get to the point where they know how to uh, <laughs> mess with the the way that taxes are done, mm-hmm. then you end up keeping a lot more of your money, and uh, the the only people who complain about paying more taxes are the ones who don't know the tricks or don't yes. know the, aren't going to pay for the CPA who will fix that for you. Yeah, and then they buy an island, and then there's you know the Lolita Express, and it yeah. turns to, but you could be friends with uh, you know Clinton, so there's that. <laughs> well, there's that. So should we move that to the to the news? I mean, I, we I, we got, let's cover the rest of the the sports yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we'll, Let, we'll jump let's, up. Let's keep it in sports for a little bit. So uh, speaking of getting keep paid, your, keep your sexual predators <laughs> out of my sports. Speaking of getting paid, uh, we got two other stories. Let's talk first about the guy who is getting paid this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, uh, and more so his agent, <laughs> negotiated this Woo! thing. Uh, I so- went into the wrong kind of law, by the way. Wrong kind of law. <laughs> so here's the tweet from Adam Schefter. Compensation update. Patrick Mahomes, 10-year extension is worth $450 million, sources tell ESPN. The injury guarantee is $140 million, and the contract does not contain language that ties its, values, its value to a percentage of the salary cap. Richest deal in sports history. Mm. Uh, which is, and it's true. It's more than Mike Trout made on his uh, extension that he signed. Yes. And if you think about it in terms of, it's an extension at the end of the deal that he's currently on. Which so is he has two, two more years, years yeah. and he's making somewhere in the area of like 20 to 25 million over these next two years. So you're talking about like another 50-ish million on top of the 450 mil that half he's making a billion half dollars. a billion dollars over the course of the next 12 years to play quarterback for the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, no trade clause, no, any of that. The question, I guess uh, we should be concerning ourselves with right now is uh, how much are we going to have to pay Lamar when the time comes? <laughs> yeah. No, um, he will not be playing for the Baltimore Ravens. That's what I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now. It's like Manny, like let's enjoy him while we got him. Cause he's going to go somewhere else to play. But the the thing that people may not may not get Ravens about, usually keep their their oh, the stars. QBs, that's yeah. true. Yeah, but the thing. People, but also, let the, one other thing, just Ravens yeah, related, real quick. Everyone made fun of uh, Joe Flacco's twenty five million dollar a year contract, and yeah. now I don't think it's looking so bad. I mean, he's essentially half of Mahomes. That yeah. sounds about right. I mean, he was a Super Bowl MVP. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Half if he had Mahomes, if is he a had Tyreek Hill, and he had uh, Kelsey, and everybody else, he would be uh, a much different. Uh, player, I think so. We'll just agree to, to disagree. I'm just saying, right now you could get, you could probably get him for like league minimum, maybe a million or so <laughs> a year. So, I'm just saying, is he one fiftieth Patrick Mahomes? Is that is that a reasonable? Yes, yeah, it's yeah. overpaying. I think that's <laughs> overpaying for this the skill level. Uh, but one thing you read in that tweet that I don't want people to miss is the injury guarantee. Yes, is one forty over ten, on top of what is now basically the 50 they already owe him. But let's say it's only a portion of that because it's probably not all 50. 
He's looking at one the area of 160 to 170. If the first game of the NFL season this year, he steps out on the field, missteps, tears his Achilles, and can never play football again. Yeah. The Chiefs are into him for $150 million no matter what. Well, think about it this way. Just for the extension part of that, that's $14 million a year to be injured. Just in case, it, if you were to be injured, it would be $14 million a year. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I obviously uh, have, <laughs> don't want anything bad to happen to Patrick Mahomes because no. I think he's a transcendent talent and I really enjoy watching him play and I'm happy for him for getting <laughs> such a big deal because uh, uh, you should get what you're worth. In, and in he's worth, league. I yeah. would say, if there's somebody who's worth it other than Lamar, probably him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't know what else there's much to say except so for he, there's he, not going to be many people else on the Chiefs. If yeah. I mean, the. the I well, wonder if he can do a Statue of Liberty play to himself. Do <laughs> you think he could throw it downfield and then run down and catch it? It'd be it? like the old Haas Radburn game where they play with eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, the thing that. Uh, I think is interesting about this whole thing is how it was negotiated in this era of COVID just because we don't know what NFL finances are going to look like this season. Like Mm -hmm. there might be a lot of players who are being asked to take a percentage of their pay because we're only going to play a percentage of the league. We don't know. We have nothing. We have no idea what's going to come up. The uh, player CBA is already signed. So Mahomes is going to get his full paycheck this year. Oh yeah. That's in this deal now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, everybody else, but I mean, like it, it's it's kind of risky for the Chiefs too, don't yep. you think? Like you're you're investing all this money in somebody who, you know, if if we're going off the worst expectations of COVID, like yep. they're saying, like there might be five years before either herd immunity is gained or uh, true vaccine, a, a true vaccine is available. Like yep. on the on the bad side of the spectrum, uh, so you know, five of the <laughs> ten years that you have or twelve years you have Mahomes. Just yeah. burnt. Like, and by the way, you got to pay him. So if he gets COVID yeah. and ha- can't play for a month or two, his paycheck goes in just the same. It doesn't matter. Now, the only thing I would say is uh, <clears throat> the constant reminder of NFL contracts, which is no, um, the, there's only, the only money you're guaranteed is the money you're guaranteed. Yes. This contract is $450 million, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> If Mahomes is an MVP every single year for the next 12 years, or at least like reasonably considered in the race or something like that, then he'll make this money. But if at some point he isn't as valuable to the franchise anymore, they'll cut him. They'll take a huge cap hit for one year and they'll rebuild and they'll find somebody new and they'll move on. And, you know, Mahomes will become a, you know, Raider in five years or whatever it is. But like you got to it's. It's really, really fascinating how I, I'd love to to read the long lead story about how this deal was negotiated yeah. and like how it worked out and stuff like that, because I, I, I bet you there's a lot of fascinating things in this one. So uh, another part of this, he's 23, right? 23? Top 24, but 24. somewhere. Yeah. So he's guaranteed to play essentially until he's 36, yeah. 35, 36 years old. And then if he's Joe Flacco and wants to keep playing, You've basically made your lifetime worth of money, and you can go and say, you could pull a Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Bucks. They've got nobody. They've got I'm nothing. I'm going to prove you I can do it without the Chiefs. I'm going <laughs> to prove I can do it without the head coach who is saying that he's the most important part. And, right. You know, I've got all these weapons. Great. I'm going to choose to go somewhere where I don't have that for nothing. Yeah. Like, hey, Tampa Bay, uh, you know, or whatever team it is in 12 years. <laughs> right. But just like, listen, you screwed yourself hey, up. Hey, London. Yeah. <laughs> 
you screwed yourself up eight years ago and now you got a, no cap space because you got all these players who you owe money to or whatever. I'll come and I'll play for nothing. Give me 100% of my Jersey sales. That's yeah. all I really want. You know, like I'll I own my merch. League minimum. I'm fine. Yeah. Cause you've made $500 million in 12 years. And then you also get the thing of saying, I took a team from nothing and I made them a team or you have a halfway decent season and then you retire and spend, go buy a goddamn Island. You know, like, at this point he can buy Kansas city. I think, I, <laughs> you know what? He could buy Detroit. I know for sure that the bid on Detroit's bankruptcy is less than $500 million. Yeah. So they'll work out a payment plan. It's a, it's a non-cash <laughs> offer. He's just like, I'm going to leverage the value of this contract against the city. Would you take that as a purchase? Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll take it. Go ahead. This becomes Mahomesville. Do, do you want? Do you want to be mayor? It's a king. What are we gonna call you? I'll go with Lord. Uh, you can call me Lord Mahomes from now on. Uh, so let's talk about the guy who's not getting paid this year in 2020. Yeah. Uh, just a quick thing. We're gonna hear more about players like this, but uh, David Price is one of the first to officially opt out of the 2020 season. Uh, he has decided that it is not worth it to. Uh, uh, play under these conditions. Uh, so I, I, the, my understanding of it is basically his deal just backs up a year. So like, it's like, this is, you know, we're, we're just wiping the slate clean on this year and you have the last year of your deal next year. And he or was, whatever. he was part of a trade and yeah. it was the last year of his deal. And he's in his thirties. Actually, I think he has a couple years left, but I mean like basically it just backs up a year. Yeah. Like, but let's say he's two years or yeah. even three years left. He is a guy in his early to mid thirties. I want to say, yeah, maybe even mid thirties, like 35, 36. I think he's thirty four. But yeah, yeah. So, you, what I would say is that for him, it may be even a smart move, not just for health reasons, but to say, I got two years to prove to somebody that I'm worth major league money. Still, I don't want that to be a sixty game season where I have a cold streak of my four starts. Yeah, and I look terrible, and then I got to pick it up next year and have a really, really great season, or else I'm cut. Yeah, You know, I, it, it's maybe smart for him to say at 35, I'm going to have some off games, but if I can get 13 wins in a season, 12 wins in a season, that's better than most starters, Especially right? Especially on the Dodgers who are expected to be good. Yeah. Like, and then you go into a stronger position to negotiate, which by the way, I hate that we have to say this <laughs> because we're really talking about contract negotiations and not the love of the game and what's the best thing for the game. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem is that, you know, you, at, at a certain point, even though people are paid higher for the work that they do uh it is based off of what you know the league is making its money too so like you know don't think that patrick mahomes is making less than you know the owner of the chiefs is for over the same period of time you know so like stay with me (laughs) what if we nationalized all of the sports leagues Mm -hmm. and then standardized pay so that the sports leagues truly do act as non-profits they make no money maximize pay to the players based on whatever the league brings in, but standardize it. So, you know, wide receiver quarterback makes the same as backup lineman. <laughs> yeah. And then we let him play. If you don't want to play that, I mean, you listen, you're still going to make millions of dollars. You're not going to make $450 million, yeah. but you will make a lifetime's worth of money. I think, I think a, a league in Saudi Arabia that starts up to make to to entice all these players to mm-hmm. get paid like they were paying getting yeah. paid would uh, be more of an attractive offer that will one hundred percent happen if you try to nationalize. You would basically just kill sports in America. Stay with me. 
drones. We got a lot of them, <laughs> and we know they work really well in the areas of Yemen, Omen, and Saudi Arabia. So, first games played, we just drone strike it, and then maybe people don't want to go play over there anymore. We do a little negative reinforcement. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I, I like that you're thinking outside of the box, but unfortunately... Listen, we, we drone-struck a, a wedding where there wasn't even any terrorists at it. We can't drone-strike a game just uh, to send a message? Clearly we can. Oh, okay, but all right. I thought you were I saying we I don't think we, we should. Do. I, uh, that's, the, that's where I'm drawing the line. Fair I don't enough. Think we, Listen. Uh, if it were up to me, we wouldn't drone-strike anybody, but... Yeah. Uh, this, that's a strong position <laughs> to take, all right? We were looking for change. We got change, Listen, all right? there's heads of state who need to fall. I don't know what... <laughs> All right. Well, and finally, now that we've gone through everything else, we'll go to uh, the actual first topic of the day, <laughs> the first main topic of the day, the Washington Football Club. Yeah. The professional Washington Football Club. <laughs> eh, <those> professional. <laughs> so uh, the Washington Redskins, uh, a longtime subject of conversation on this podcast. Uh, when I was looking for Kanye thing, I also found us talking about that in episode 73. Good grief. So... Uh, uh, it's been, been doing this a long time. It's folks. been brought up. Uh, <laughs> basically, oh, I like the little graphic there too. Uh, the uh, the fervor over uh, racist elements of society has reached uh, professional sports now. So uh, FedEx, the main sponsor for the Washington Redskins, has put in a formal request that the Redskins change their name. Uh, and then there was some sort of press statement that the Redskins put out, like, you know, ah, we'll think about it. Uh, but FedEx seemed to be very like, no, 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 you'll look at it. You'll look into <laughs> it. And then uh, there's been some talk that the NFL is also like, yeah, be sure you're looking at it. And Dan Snyder is like, listen, I have a valuable asset here. I ain't giving it up for nothing. Like, what are we what are we going to do? He's trying to Blagojevich the whole situation yeah. here a little bit. Trying to get a little take on his way. Didn't didn't work out well for Bogoyevich, I'm just going to say. Uh, and Donald <laughs> won, the, uh, won the first case. <laughs> Donald, uh, what's his name? Uh, Clippers owner? Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. Set a bit of a precedent, Snyder. <laughs> Maybe uh, don't push. I'm just saying. Uh, he did. He also made $2 billion, though, on the way, his way out. So True. Yeah. True. Uh, but to Snyder's, be fair, a billion because his wife took half. half. But <laughs> <laughs> still made a billion dollars. Snyder is the main main owner, but not the even the major stakeholder. Well, I mean, he's the majority owner, but he. Uh, I think there are other people in the the There's, ownership group. Yeah, I don't think he even owns fifty percent though. He's like the the major stakeholder, but it's less. He's the biggest one stakeholder. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember exactly how it works, but because we're showing like forty people. Dan, I think. Dan Snyder, for as long as he's owned this team, and it, it, way beyond when he owned the team, because the Redskins have been a thing since. You know, the beginning of the league, essentially. So, uh, it it they it, it, the line has always been, uh, we really care about honoring Native American traditions and heritage, which is why we do this. It's to it's to honor them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Braves on the war path, yeah, fight for all DC, yeah. the whole thing. Uh, Hail! <laughs> I'm so sick of that. That the song being gone I've re- is going to be my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but of course, the first couple games of like the Washington Generals or whatever it is, it's just going to be people going like "Hail to the Redskins!" And oh yeah, like somebody playing it from the parking lot <laughs> on giant speakers. So I wanted to do this too. So, and by the way, uh, Snyder has been pushed by Native American groups, by basically every civil right group to change it. Nothing. 
FedEx, though. Also, remember, Dan Snyder is just an awful human being. Oh, terrible. There, you can find lists of his awfulness everywhere on the internet. There, yes. Uh, and my favorite being uh, the favorite, like, his like, <laughs> favorite awful thing that he did. Uh, there was like an 84 year old woman who was a season ticket holder and had these tickets for 20 something years. And, uh, during the financial collapse, uh, she was able to afford like her house based off of like retirement and stuff like that. But, Mm -hmm. uh, she just couldn't afford the tickets anymore. And she was just like, listen, I signed a deal saying that I'd, you know, have these tickets for four years, but I'm not going to be able to have them for four years. So I'd like to politely get out now because my life has been ruined by the financial collapse. And Dan Snyder's like, no, sewer. <laughs> I want all that money. So, uh, yeah, there is that. And yeah. A lot of other incidents where Dan Snyder was like, just thinking so, so wallet heavy in this situation. Move the team to Maryland out of DC. <laughs> right. Out of RFK. Because. Yep. So yeah. he could build his own little like parking lot fortress that nobody can get into unless you pay the $50 for parking. Right. So. In the middle of nowhere where there's yeah. nothing else. So land over parking. Maryland, which mm. is basically just land over Maryland. Uh, but there is a metro stop nowhere near the stadium. <laughs> Absolutely nowhere near there, it. There's a metro stop conveniently located a $75 Uber ride away. Yes. You want to pay 50 for parking? You want to pay 50 each way for an Uber ride? You, you pick, brother. All right. Um, uh, and in the same vein, uh, the Cleveland Indians uh, are getting the same sort of uh, attention for their team name. And uh, I, I would say that the Indians, at the very least, have been trying to move away from Chief Wahoo and... They don't use Chief Wahoo more, anymore. More racist-leaning logos of their past and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, their logo now is just the Cleveland C, uh, has been for a couple years now. I... I feel like they might come to some sort of solution before the Redskins will. Uh, though I, I maintain that neither one of these teams are going to do it unless it doesn't make sense for them financially anymore not to. Right. I was going to say FedEx makes all the complaints all these years didn't matter. FedEx yeah. money is finally going to make them come well, to the table. So, and specifically for Snyder and DC, you have a perfect example of what this is. In your same town, yep. because in the early 2000s, the Washington Bullets yep. changed their name to the Washington Wizards. Which there sucks. was not a ton of. We were in the area at the time. There was not a ton of outrage about the name Bullets. No, no. there was a couple groups who had a little bit of a voice who were saying it's inappropriate to have something called Bullets in a, a city where so many people die, especially uh, people of color. Mostly, yeah, people of mostly color. by Bullets. Yeah, so. The the it, it didn't seem like it r- represented the speediness of the team anymore. when they had named them the Bullets. Yes. Uh, so they changed. They were the, the name. Baltimore Bullets first, though. By well, the yeah, way. yeah, and then they moved to DC and became maybe the, less appropriate in Baltimore. Became the Capitol Bullets and then the Washington Bullets yes. and then finally the Washington Wizards. But the the process of changing from the Bullets to the Wizards cost the Wizards a ton of money. Yeah, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of money because. A lot of fans, number one, people didn't like the name Wizards, so I don't think people like immediately got on board with it. Bad choice. But like they, at the same time, like people were like, "Well, why am I gonna buy fucking Wizards gear? Like I'll just wear my Bullets jersey. Yeah. It's so much better than the Wizards jersey anyway." Like you know, like <laughs> people still call them the Bullets, like you know, like as a as a, a nod to the fact that they don't respect this new version of the basketball franchise. Yeah, I I feel like both the Indians and the 
the Redskins are feeling that if they don't, if they can just weather the storm for a little bit and get through the racial awakening that is happening in this country, then maybe they can just keep their name and it won't cost them that much money because they'll lose hundreds of millions if they do change yeah. it. Yeah. Unless you change it to just the best, like, unless you have a perfect rollout of... <laughs> And New identity and logo and uniforms and everything like that that just drive everyone. I was going to say, so Indians, the, I, Indians is, a, is bad. It's not the uh, nomenclature we would prefer. Right. Because obviously Native Americans is the preferred term. Redskins, however, is a dictionary-defined racial slur. Right. And that's why it's like, honestly, ironically, I think Cleveland would be, cha- would be suitable to change it before Snyder would give. And change Here, the here's all the evidence you need that this is 100% a financial decision. A couple years ago, the Redskins lost the trademark to Washington Redskins. Yeah. Uh, because it was a racist term. And yeah. that's how the, the decision was came to. Because you can't have a product that is racist or sexist in nature. Which because, I think we did talk about on the podcast as well. Yes. Yes. Um, when that happened. <laughs> uh, but... Basically, I, I could sell Washington Redskin t-shirts if I wanted to yep. because they can't sue me over it. With the logo yeah, and everything. And the fact that they can't even make actionable, uh, <laughs> make cases against people who are, who are stealing their intellectual property. Mm-hmm. They're making, they're, it's not worth changing the name. That's how much this name is, is worth to Dan Snyder. So I, I really think at some point he's just going to be like, somebody write me a check. Somebody write me a check for $150 million and I'll change the name of the team tomorrow. Yep. Just g- give me money. I'm not going to just give it up. So what well, do you want? Patrick Mahomes, I don't know if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> I hear you just got paid. <laughs> Maybe Listen, uh, just give up a little bit of it. Toss some shekels yeah. and uh, see what happens. <laughs> They're going to be the DC United. I wanted to ask you that. What, uh, <laughs> Imagine they changed their names to the Bullets. <laughs> All right, new football team, Washington Bullets. Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you, what name, I know, have, have you heard any that are floating around? And if you have, which one would you, what are you leaning at? I mean, like, I've heard a couple in, uh, for the Indians. Uh, there was a Cleveland Spiders team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sort of comes up top. Uh, you know, the, they, there were various other franchises that were like the Cleveland Blues and, you know, maybe something about like, you know, rock and roll hall of fame. Yep. So like the Cleveland rockers or something would be nice. Uh, all of those I think work in some way or another. Um, and honestly you could keep the same red the and blue C? color scheme and the yeah. C and everything like just change Indians to rockers on the front. And you know, but again, it's the, the, the there's a value to the brand yep. somehow. So this is the part that, you know, Dan Snyder can't go out there and just be like, I'm losing money on this because nobody gives a shit that his racist team is racist. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's his fault. He could have changed this before now. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's a weird situation we're in right now. At what point is the financial breaking point? And FedEx leaning on the Redskins might be the thing that. What about Washington, though? Have you heard any good names? Because you said Generals earlier, which was in a previous Washington franchise. Well, so that's the that's the team that the Harlem Globetrotters beat up on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, interestingly, the Globetrotters said, we'll give it to you for free if you change the names of the Generals. <laughs> uh, mo- mostly because they realized the brilliant PR of being able to say they could have this loser team's name. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you know, there's lots of... Uh, Red Tails was something that came up in reference to the Red Tail Plains. Yeah, uh, uh, which uh, I've seen on Facebook, so I'm take it with a grain of salt. People are hating that more than they, I think that they would hate anything else. 
because they see it as pandering to the black community. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're going to give up Redskins, but we'll make us the Red Tails, and now we're pandering to the black community. These are the same people that uh, don't care that they're the Redskins, though. Yeah. So, you know. That will die in Redskin yes. colors. Yes. Uh, I... I I'm sure DC at some point will come up with some sort of stupid government, quasi government related senators, Washington was federals team? or whatever. Federals? I see, yeah. Federals and senators were both teams. Uh, Nationals and senators. Wasn't the federals a. Uh, uh, some there was a USFL team. I don't yes. remember what they were. I don't think it was the federals, but. Mm. Well, I mean, the, the, the Baltimore Star, but I think they were the Washington Stars before that. Maybe. Okay, so Stars, but yeah. uh, Dallas now is the Stars. Yeah. I mean, um, like, you can come up with something. It's, it wouldn't be hard for DC to come up with. What is the, uh, the new other franchise? Uh, XFL. Yeah. Uh, had the DC Defenders, which right. I actually dug as a logo in the whole way they did the thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't seem up to NFL quality. Oh, yeah, no, but it, for XFL, it was good. Uh, the we question, the one of the questions so. I wonder is, like, if they decide, okay, we're going to change the name. Like, if just next week, they, they're just like, all right, we, we, we can't take it anymore. We're going to change the name. Uh, we don't know what it is yet. We'll reveal it next season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're just going to be the Washington Professional Football Club for now. Do they just go out in uniforms without, like... The logo helmet and like the spears on the keep the colors, but just keep everything else about yep. the uniform and just march out there. Like, uh, I mean, it would be interesting at the very least. I know that there are some people in DC who will not use the word in their press. They say the Washington Football Club yeah. or the local football team. They will not use the name. At I all. mean, I it's the problem with the racist team name is that like at a certain point, none of them are so racist that they can't be said openly, you know, like, yeah, it's not, it's not looked upon fondly, but it's not like a Redskins while the worst of them all by far is not the, not the type of thing that, you know, like, did you ever see a Bomani Jones t-shirt? The, the Cleveland Caucasians. Yes. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. uh, Like, you know, it, it never really there. There was the other version of that one too, the black version of that one too, which was popular as well. But like that, clearly would just be like if you can't even say it on TV, yeah. Then there can't be a team, you know, like. Well, uh, and, what comedian did that? And joke? at what point did we allow Redskins to be said on TV because it's the name of the team and you have to sort of say it? And what point are we, you know, like uh, that? That jo- whatever comedian did that joke first, it's just like uh, you know. Whatever and the N word. Well, when you can't say one of them, <laughs> yeah, that's the worst word. I don't know what you want to do. Uh, yeah, I mean it's certainly a spectrum, but it's terrible. It needs to go. Yes. So that that's all I have on that. So we'll be following that uh, as it kind of grows and continues. But uh, for for now, that's uh, wow. Look at us, only forty minutes today. <laughs> that's all for Sportfall. I'm keeping. It. Are you? So, yeah. Okay. So, good. We're a little. Uh, we're a little under. We but, can. We can make up. We can make up the pace. Okay. Good. Yeah, so uh, this next topic, I just wanted to talk about because uh, both Corey and I saw it. Yeah. Uh, and we had been talking about it for years. I'm sorry. We're talking about Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, the play Hamilton, uh, which Corey and I both talked about probably for years on the podcast about wanting to see. Um, it was coming to L.A. and I actually was in the lottery to get tickets, and then when I didn't get anything in the lottery, I had said, you know what, I'm gonna pay the two twenty per seat to sit very far away from the stage to see it. And it started its run on March 22nd, which means we didn't get Hamilton in LA. Uh, But 
funny enough, we both got to see Hamilton anyway, because now it's available on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a fantastic show, and I, I enjoyed it a lot, and it's I, I wish I wish I could have seen it at the time. I, I think that's the, the, the waiting for it didn't make it, like you said, like the high expectations just could never be met. And while I admit it's brilliance, and while I would like to say that if I was in the Richard Rogers Theater that I would be like, crazy about it yep. like seeing it live uh it it certainly lacked something that the live theater experience doesn't provide and you're and not a fan of theater on film anyway no I, I i'd rather be there and like sort of live in the moment it, to me it's like the difference between watching sports on tv and watching it live like maybe you don't get all the best angles when you're watching it live but you have the experience of being there with everybody else and like being able to say like, oh man, the crowd was murmuring before the pitch, you know, like you don't get that if you're watching it on TV. Yeah. (laughs) And I think my problem is I got four or five years now of the rubes and boobs telling me how fantastic this show was. And I realized after watching it, it's a good show and I probably would have enjoyed it live. The, but then I was hearing the opinions of people who this is the only thing they have ever seen in live theater. (laughs) The only play ever. And I compare it to Les Mis, which I've seen probably 19 times, not including the movies, but like live theater, which other than Mr. Rogers might be the only other thing that makes me cry. Like empty chairs at empty tables with the right guy Mm -hmm. singing that song gets me. And I just... Eddie Redmayne plays the guy in the live action, not theater, but like the movie, the yeah. movie version of it where it's actually a movie. And I got to hold it back every time. He just kills me. And I didn't get that. There was moments that were really good, but I think it was just because I was waiting for that extremely amazing thing. And I it mean, was so good, but I didn't, I didn't get anything over the top. I mean, to me, I guess the divide is that, uh, they're always going to be playing to the audience first. Yeah. Even when they're recording it for Disney plus later, like it, it was always going to be f- directed at the audience. And, uh, there were a couple times where there was like a camera on stage for like a close up moment, but none of them felt very like, I'm just talking to the camera. It's yeah. just like, I'm talking to everybody <laughs> and you're just in my face. Uh, also we both spent uh, several minutes of the, uh, second act, trying to figure out if we were super racist and we confused uh, a black actor and a Puerto Rican actor for a different black actor and Puerto Rican actor before realizing, nope, dual roles. Okay, yes, they're playing two different roles. Uh, and I've already forgotten the actor's name. David Diggs. What's that? David Diggs. David Diggs, yes. Yeah. Uh, who played uh, Lafayette in the first act and Jefferson in the second yeah. act. And well, because we like, watched it I separately. Think, and I think the, the problem action. is anytime we see David Diggs, he sort of has the Thomas Jefferson energy about yes. him naturally. Yeah. Like, so he, there was more of an acting role for Lafayette. So, like, when I first saw him, I was just like, all right. So, like, Rachel was like, who are the most important people here? And I'm like, Lynn Manuel, David Diggs, Leslie Odom. Like, yeah. you know, like pointing him out. And then I, you know, I pointed out uh, David Diggs at the beginning. And I'm just like, yeah, that's him because the hair and I, I recognize his face. Know who he is. Yeah. And I know he's in this. So yeah, and this I know he's him. in it. So it, that's got to be him. And then all of a sudden, second half comes out and Jefferson comes out and it it's clearly David Diggs. Yes. And I'm just like, did I get it wrong? Was was I, did, did was there like a blind spot in me that like, you know, like they, they do the thing uh, with the, 
eyewitnesses. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. white people like eyewitnessing black suspects and stuff like Any that. Any cross racial identification yeah. is terrible. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and th- yeah, because <laughs> they did the same thing with like Asians trying to recognize white people or something like that. Yep. And it was like it's all um, over the place. What is the podcast? Damn it, uh, not serial, but the other one that did uh, undisclosed. Undisclosed. Yeah. Spent like a special mini season on identifications and why you should never trust anybody's ID. Uh, But just because the only thing you could really do is like you're I would ID Corey at the scene of a crime. That's about the only reliable ID I could give somebody (laughs) because it has to be you have to know him that well in order to ID them. But. Anyway, that's why I like the uh, Dave Chappelle bit about R. Kelly, which has not aged well, but it's just like, I want his grandmother there to identify him. (laughs) He's got two forms of government ID. (laughs) And he kneeled there taking notes. Uh, But yeah, so uh, Hamilton, back to Hamilton, which uh, again, it was really good. And the thing is, if this is what it takes people to get into live theater, I'm all for it. I, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to make it sound like I'm criticizing Hamilton because obviously it's great and stuff like that, but yeah. I would have liked to, uh, uh, it sort of felt like Broadway rap, which yeah. is like, I feel like the, the right place to be as far as this, uh, for it to be the most successful version of the show you can do. Yeah. I would have liked it if it was a little bit more on the rap side than the Broadway side, but to each his own. I, I just sort of felt like the gotta get the white folks. The lyrics out. were so good, yeah. and the music was so good, and I, I just wanted. I, I would have liked them to lean into it just a little bit more, but that's just my personal preference. I, and I understand. Also, why- more King George. I would have. I, honestly, oh, if the whole show was just King George. I would have enjoyed. <laughs> Because it was so good. Listen, Lynn, if you want to do a King George version of this, where yeah. it's his point of view during a whole Acts of Hamilton, I'll take it. Find that guy. <laughs> just give him the stage. One man show. <laughs> one, other, one other quick point. Rachel points out at one point, uh, King George is like, you know, loudly singing, proclaiming, doing his thing. Uh, and he spits up. Yeah. And like, it's sort of like, you know, narrowly hits Lin-Manuel's face or something like that. Like it just avoids. And she's just like, oh my God, COVID. And I'm just like. Live theater is you literally standing there getting spit on and acting like you don't not getting spit on. Hundred <laughs> percent. Having done live theater for yeah. a long time, there's a lot of getting spit on. That's because the projecting to the back of the room involves a lot of like projecting your your everything that's in your mouth out. Yep. So if you've never had the pr- privilege of being in a musical, then uh, you're just getting spit on the whole time. So. And I, I know HBO Max is gonna re-release uh, Gone with the Wind mm. with like a little explainer at the beginning. Yeah. I feel like. They should do that for Hamilton because much to my chagrin, Roxy got two thirds of the way through it and then commented to me, wow, things were a lot more diverse back then than I thought. (laughs) And then I had to be like, okay, wait. Uh, So just so we're clear, these are all white guys in real life. Everybody's white. (laughs) Hamilton was Bahamian, but he was British Bahamian. Not even close to being anything. All white. Everybody white. Yeah. Uh, and there's the three sisters. By the way, three sisters, different races, not a giveaway. Yeah. Don't understand. <laughs> but anyway, uh, maybe a little just thinking at the beginning, like, this is our take on historical events, which clearly Jefferson <laughs> Did, have you seen the, not Have you seen the picture, by the way, of Jefferson's heir, basically? the uh, A living descendant, oh, correct yeah. descendant of Jefferson? Yeah. And taking, like, in the same pose as Jefferson. Oh, no, I've seen, like, uh, Sally Hemming. It's like a Sally Hemming's descendant, right? No, no, so, yeah, so uh, I'll show it to you later, uh, but it's really good. It, it's like the, the presidential portrait, and then he poses in the same outfit in, yeah. like, the same way, and it's, like, eerie how similar it is. 
Yeah, uh, but let's be clear. Jefferson, but you know, white, white and black. Yes, <laughs> and uh, it's similar given the fact that uh, they're of different races, but look very much alike. Despite that, uh, Jefferson wrote the words "All men created equal" while owning people. Yes, you know, two hundred and fifty miles away. Yeah, so, just so we're good. and uh, I just felt like I literally I hate pausing, and she'll do a lot of pausing because she's like, I want to I want to know what you're explaining, and I can't do both. I never do that. I'm just yeah. like, let me sneak in a little. Quick 30-second explanation. I had to pause it because I'd be like, if I'm watching something like live theater, I want to try and duplicate the experience as much as possible. So there was some pausing going on in the first half, too. And then at a certain point, I had to be like, we are in the Richard Rogers Theater. Let's just watch. We happen to have a couch. (laughs) We have the best seats in the house. Yeah. But we're in the Richard Rogers Theater. If you keep talking, security is going to escort you out. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, fine, whatever. Shut up. (laughs) Well, And then fell asleep. I can say much like (laughs) as if you were at the theater. She fell asleep by intermission and was out. So... She's like, (laughs) she watches the second half later and she's just like, wait, Washington becomes president? (laughs) I thought Obama was the first president. Uh, But I highly encourage people to watch it. Enjoy live theater. And if this is what gets you into live theater, uh, you will enjoy. Lynn does a fantastic job, but. Rodgers and Hammerstein has a lot of really good live productions. Gilbert and Sullivan. Gilbert and Sullivan. And then once you're ready, then go see my favorite Les Mis because it is an experience. Or Fiddler or anything by Shakespeare is great. Like, but Les Mis, which yeah. is the greatest play ever made. Or Cats, <laughs> which, which has a movie you can watch as well. I'm just kidding. You're, yes. I, okay. can see, I can see you burning. Don't. Burning hate in my eyes. All right. So on to the news. Yes. I think, Corey, you're, you're covering this one too, right? Yeah. Yep, here we are. Go ahead. So uh, <laughs> news uh, dropped this weekend that Kanye West is uh, deciding to run for president now in 2020, or so he says. Uh, he has no campaign uh, organized through the Federal Election Committee or <laughs> any people hired or any infrastructure to get on any ballots or even a party that he is running with. So easy. (laughs) It's all up in the air right now. Uh, I, I would like to say Kanye seems to be doing this to get attention because he has been lavished with attention in his life. And once you, at a certain point, if you hear too much, you're a genius, then it just breaks that part of your brain, which allows you to have like, normal human emotions. So, uh, I, I don't really want to talk about it because I don't want to give it oxygen and energy, but you can't really avoid not talking about it at the same time. Uh, I, it, it seems pretty clear to me that he's just trying to like create fake rallies so that he can sell an album at some point. He must be working on an album. That's all I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) it's, it's more about, you know, the, the same Kardashian-Jenner stuff that is all about getting to the front of headlines and stuff like that. But none of them would do it because... Uh, it, they have sex tapes and they don't want that to come out? Not only that, it's there's just... you to, to even get on the ballot at this point is almost an impossible task. And to organize a national write-in campaign is... If you had the best campaign manager, it would be a uphill battle. If you had the best of everybody, it would be a tremendous uphill battle. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is it possible? So is Kanye West his legal name too? Yes. Okay. Kanye so, West is his legal name. Okay. So that's good. That, yes. that That's helpful for him. Yeah. 
Uh, it, it, uh, but I'm saying, like, if, if it was Thomas, Jay-Z's if, it was, got a if it was Thomas Kanye West or something like oh. that, then he has a real problem because then he's got to be like, go to these all these events and just be like, hey, remember, write Thomas West in the thing, or go to all the states. And it say, won't count. It won't count if you say Kanye. So please don't write Yeezy. Don't write anything like that. Oh, just, you know what'd be easier? Change your name. <laughs> Change your legal name to Kanye West. I I just write Jesus's name in there. Those are Republican votes. Okay. We count those as Republicans. <laughs> Um, but here's what, I, so what we've heard of, of Yeezy, uh, in the last few years politically is statements like slavery was a choice, right? um, meeting with Trump and thinking that he's a really great guy mm-hmm. rocking the MAGA hat pretty regularly. Right. Is the only there... time he's ever discussed like political, like ideology, mm-hmm. he said he was somewhere between Trump and Bernie, which is a pretty wide swath, but to anyone in the know, yes, that'd be a wide swath. <laughs> Is there a chance that this is him doing a friend of his a favor by splitting the Democratic vote in a way that we tried to avoid by just backing Biden? No, I I think I it, it, it to me it seems like he's trying to get a lot of people to talk about him this weekend, and he's not actually going to run. He's going to do the same thing Trump used to do in the '80s and early '90s, which is like thinking about running for president, and then there'd be two and a half weeks of stories about it, like what would it be like, and then he's like, ah, eh, no, I decided not to. Because then he realized, like, after he said it out loud, he was just like, what would it take to run for president? It's just like, you don't even want to know. There's so much work that goes involved. He's like, not interested. Yep. And then uh, they give you a show on NBC when they're like, hey, he looks really good on TV. But let's give him a show. Yeah. He seems to be important somehow. Yeah. So let's. My concern is the reason Trump is president now. Yeah. Is because every time he said he was going to run before then. We didn't have social media, so it did die out. When mainstream media stopped covering it and he wasn't on TV, we were done. Yeah. Even with Fox News. By the even with Fox News, they were just like, all right, let's get back to the real Republican, shall we? Yeah. Um, also, he was a Democrat. He was also never super serious about like actually trying to run at any point. Yeah. So. But 2016 was different because that bit of your brain that we were talking about with Kanye, Trump also has, yeah. where... There were people on the internet saying, no, you are, you're amazing. You're great. You should run. And it never stopped. And it just, you know, was under the surface for a while in 2015 when everybody was already running. It was just bubbling. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just, I'm just going to do it. And then there was a huge uproar and it never got the chance to die. Kanye has the same thing and he's got a media machine behind him. The the problem is that, I you know, th- this feels so much like the same Sunday service thing that he was doing where he was going to be a religious figure and people are coming out to fucking Palm Springs to experience his church service and stuff like like that. That seems like a plea for attention too that didn't really take off as much as he wanted it to. And now he's trying this one because maybe he can have events if he you know, if Trump can have rallies then he can have rallies. Sure. Like, why can't he? And uh, maybe he doesn't get the same problem for it if it's a political rally as opposed to a performance. You know, like maybe that's the way you get around Staples Center rules or whatever. Like, yeah. You know. Also. Um, but he, he's mentally ill. Like, I mean, that I, is the clear I, part. I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not trying to diagnose him from the sideline or something like that. But it, clearly there's a mental imbalance that's going on right now where he is not able to regulate his emotions in a healthy or positive way. And I'm not trying to pick on him. I'm trying to say, you know, I'd rather him get well and make music because that's the best version of Kanye. Yep. You don't have to be president. Like people, this think is coming that, from a guy who doesn't like his music either. Yeah, just do it. Like I, I don't, you know, do what you want to make to be happy. But this is not. Believe me, this is not the job you want. It's not what you think it is. And Trump 
should be evidence to anybody who is not qualified to do this that it is not as easy as just like barking out orders like you need to actually know what you're doing and hire people who know what they're doing and should be <laughs> well yeah probably but. won't be but i did want to say one other thing which is uh elon musk we get it <laughs> billionaire agent of chaos your girlfriend slash wife or whatever your relationship is is quirky basically a manic pixie dream girl essentially mm-hmm. your mom is a villain from the hunger games like we get it all right enough enough uh, it wasn't the first comment, but of course, like the most retweeted comment was Elon Musk. Like you have my full support. Yeah. Also Kanye, just a word, Elon worth a lot of money, cash on hand. Not so much <laughs> real invested in the companies. And every time he, especially does if he gets kicked out of Tesla at some point. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his, basically his life is supplied by being the CEO of Tesla. Yeah. And if that ends, all he's got is stock. And the ironic thing is the more decisions he seems to make as CEO of Tesla, which is his day job that he gets paid for, the stock seems to lose value. So I don't know. Anyway, Elon, we get it. All right. Uh, we all, we all. I, I just are- missed the day where Elon was the quiet genius in the corner. And then, then you know, like mu- he much, thought he mu- was the quiet. Well, no, no. I mean, much, much the same as we have this thing with, with Kanye, where he came up and he's just like, oh my God, this genius. And he like, he, he didn't really put himself out there too much. He was on the back of tracks. He was a producer. Yeah. Like produced Jay's album. And yeah, was fantastic. And, you know, he eventually got in front of the mic a little bit and be able to show his personality. And, it, you know, he, he showed the ability to be one of the greats and stuff like that. And genius get thrown out at him. And then all of a sudden people think that every opinion that he has needs to be something that he responds to. We got to stop. That. And I mean, like Elon, the same way where it's just like, you're this genius. Why don't you tell us how to fix, you know, irrigation? And he's just like, well, I've never fucking done anything about irrigation before, but I'll look into it. And then you're asking, oh, him, wait, like, wait, 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 no. how would you, how would you do government? And it's just like, well, I mean, the most efficient way would be that, and, you know, and then he starts talking about things that he doesn't understand. Like, you know, if we're keeping Elon Musk in the cage, just working on the things that he's good at. Yeah. And allowing him to, use his creativity to work on new and exciting projects like that. Like, you know, the, the boring company tunnel is really cool. SpaceX is really cool. Tesla is sure. really cool. All this stuff seems like he's good at it. So let him work on this sort of thing and not so much the being Everything a political else. figure. Yeah. I was going to say your first being example, a celebrity. Of, your first example of irrigation where he's like, let me look into it. Now, Elon Musk is like, Oh, uh, off the top of my head, I have an absolute solution to all the irrigation problems of the world. <laughs> and you're like, not enough fresh water in the world to power the system that you're progressing. And he's like, we could do it. We could absolutely do it. Uh, I refuse to believe that. Just I give me money it. and I'll show you we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's enough, Elon. By the way, uh, true story. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk's mother looks like she hasn't worked a day in her life because she owns an emerald mine. <laughs> because that's true. And uh, Elon, with his whole picking myself up by his bootstrap story. Yeah. Dad owned an emerald mine. Uh, literally... <laughs> Paid his way through college by stealing emeralds from his dad's mine and then going to London and selling them and paying for his education. So it's also, apartheid I, I, South Africa, by the way. I always like to see the pictures of Jeff Bezos and the original Amazon office, too. And they're just like, here's, from nothing. Here, here's Bezos starting from nothing. It's like, motherfucker, he was like the highest ranking person at Bear Stearns for like a day. Like, he was, like, the number one seller at Bears Durns for, like, a fucking decade. A so. job he got from his parents yeah. with an education that his parents paid for. And, yes, he's sitting in a, in a small office, which was 
part of a suite of offices paid for by his dad. Amazon was started with seed money from his father. Yeah. You know who else we make fun and of? And lost money forever. For a long time. Funded by the dad. You know who else we make fun of who survived based on loans from their father? Donald Trump. Yeah. So Bezos, Trump, Musk, you're all the goddamn same. And what's that guy you really like? Uh, Gary V. Same <laughs> goddamn thing. Dad built a business from nothing. Dad is a hero and inspirational. Gary V knows how to work YouTube. So <laughs> screw all of you guys. I mean, Gary, if you want to come on the show, I'll have you. <laughs> Elon. I'm sure he has lots to say to you. Any of you guys, we'll have you on. I'll let you speak. I'll go piece. over. I'll go to your place, Elon, and we can talk about this all. Just be like, why don't you just worry about EVs? Like, it seems like it's going well. Like, do we really need all the rest? The best part of this What's is. What's this uh, child's name? I can't even pronounce it. It's Kyle. It's not Kyle. Yeah. Well, a, I know, but a yeah. Plus 12 know, is, but. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm going to be really happy to look back on this in like 25 years and be like, this is why nothing ever worked out. Because every time we uh, might have gotten something, I said shit like, fuck you, Gary V. <laughs> like his team goes through and scrubs all the episodes. Yeah. You ever talk shit about me? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, so um, where are we now that I've. Uh, Greetings, Roberto. We miss you. Oh, where is he? At Facebook. Oh, is, uh, let me see if it popped up. Uh, oh, it did. So let's go on over to the two shot here. Because again, if you are commenting anywhere that you're watching, we can bring you up right here. And we see comment from Roberto from Mexico. Welcome. Come back soon. Yes. Uh, and I got my list off. Here we go. Where are we? All right. Coronavirus news. That's where yeah. we're going next. Here we go. Skip ahead to that. Skipping ahead. Um, oh, real quick. I'm sorry. Uh, Maxwell. Getting arrested. Yes. Yes. We, 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 Gazelle, Giselle. I don't know how to pronounce it. I, I watched that whole damn I know. And I, I still, and you know what the worst part is? It's one of those names that I'm never going to be able to pronounce until I sit in a room and try and do it for like a half hour. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, fuck. God damn it. Now I'm doing it again. Uh, Alexandria. No, Alejandro Gonzalez Inuritu. Like, that was a name that I heard it and it just sounded like word salad to me. <laughs> and it's like, the dyslexia in my brain couldn't figure out how to like get all those in. sounds together. Yeah. And I just literally had to sit there and say it a couple times until eventually I got it. And then I moved on. Uh, uh, Zeal you know, Maxwell or what? I can't remember. You've been working on your Spanish with Roberto, which obviously <laughs> also helps yeah. as well. But yes, uh, Giselle, Giselle yeah. Maxwell. She um, was arrested. Let's see if she v survives for another week. I, I, I think the, what comes of this is going to be interesting, but w when do we hear about that is the question because she's pretty much dead to rights with the two counts of perjury. Yeah. No matter what, yep. like it, it, in, in legal circles, they have a certain number of things they like to refer to as the kill shot. Uh, one of them is the, I get a loan from my parents to buy a house and I don't put Never on the paid. paperwork that it's a loan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, or I say it's a gift and then it's really a loan or it's a loan and it's really a gift or whatever. If you lie on the paperwork, then the that's enough gift. to the loan yeah. gift is the problem. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That is the that is uh, 25 years or something like that for misappropriation of a financial document. Yep. It's it's the one that they'll hold off on on people who have five kind of shaky charges, but they'll be able to get somebody with the Scarface, the real Scarface. Yeah. What was he arrested for? Bootlegging, prostitution and racketeering oh wait right? no not scarface capone yeah what was capone oh tax for? tax evasion taxes will always <laughs> yeah. get you every time um but yeah so they got the two perjury charges which are basically like 
double barrel shotgun to the head. You, now we have all this we other stuff. We literally have evidence of you lying. So what do you? <laughs> what are, and apparently she is willing to discuss issues and is awaiting that. Yeah. Um. And listen, uh, the memes, the meme circle needed a, a f- influx of new blood. You know, the Epstein didn't hang himself. Memes were getting a little old. And now we're getting classics like, um, uh, do you remember uh, Dom Grady, the Dom Grady memes when uh, oh, yeah. when Tom Brady was suspended for a game? Yeah, yeah. Now we're getting a version of that where it's like um, new federal uh, federal prison guard, um, uh, Jillery Glinton. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, has been assigned. She's the top of the game. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because, by the way, the Clintons kill people. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, according to all the QAnon people who are running for Congress. So. Uh, also, the fact that a lot of people die very mysteriously yeah. around them. I, QAnon aside, uh, mm-hmm. look into Whitewater. <laughs> very weird. Uh, anyway, uh, but so she's uh, probably going to talk, and uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, right now, I just feel like it's a lot of speculation. There's not really much to say. I wanted to to acknowledge it. So Prince Andrew said, announced he was, or the royal family put out a pronouncement about Prince Andrew being uh, nervous about whatever she may say. Was he sweating? <laughs> well, because he famously said. Uh, uh, he doesn't sweat. Yes. Uh, strangely, looked very sweaty. In one the of picture. the girls. One of the girls said uh, he was sweating profusely, and it's like I don't sweat. So yeah. uh, ha ha ha. Couldn't be me. <laughs> Couldn't be me. It was some other prince. <laughs> in, in order for you guys to uh, stay up to date on that news, I would recommend watching the four-part documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I knew a lot of it, but there was a lot of stuff that I had no idea. About, I enjoyed so. that that one focused mo- mostly on the victims, yeah, and uh, only told the story in the way to get to the victim story, yeah. like to be able to tell it. So, uh, good job by them. I agree. Uh, and everything you need to know about where we are is explained in that one. So, go check it out. And uh, maybe you can pronounce that woman's name correctly, because <laughs> clearly we. Can I'll listen not. to it a couple more times, and uh, I'll have it for next week. So, of course, we couldn't uh, leave without talking a little bit about coronavirus because it's everywhere. Now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we three three stories I really want to go. I'm going to lightning round these three. Yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. A little graph over here to the side of me uh, It is it the United States, but it doesn't look like it. And I love this graph. And the reason I wanted to use it is because it makes every state the same size and just sets by color. So it kind of associates a color with how bad the cases are. There's some really bright red, there's some lighter red, there's some oranges, there's some light greens. Here's the story, essentially. 15 states are on the rise. California is one of those states. Um, Surprisingly, the epicenter of coronavirus in the United States, which was New York, nine new cases yesterday. They have really gotten a hold of it. And we talked about early in the podcast, which of these governors is going to come out kind of ahead in like, I'm going to eat a lot of shit, but is that going to mean that my state is better off? I think Cuomo is going to win that. Yeah. Newsom gave in to the calls of like, we need to open the economy. And now California has had five of the, the five worst days during the pandemic were during the last eight days. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I think I really do think that it all comes down to people in LA and people elsewhere where these cases are surging just being selfish. Yeah. And I, you know, honestly too, uh, Maryland cases are, are down not to nine cases level. No, but, but, but certainly trending downward. Yeah. I think the, uh, I, a couple of days ago I saw like 300 new cases or something like that. But I also don't necessarily think that uh, enough people are getting tested to 
necessarily show <laughs> everything that's happening here. So, uh, I, it seems better in the Northeast uh, than it is almost anywhere else in the country, mm-hmm. uh, other than you know, like South Dakota, where there's not really a lot of people to spread the virus. So, I guess that makes sense. And uh, the governors have basically said, uh, "Listen, I support your liberty, but we're shutting stuff down." Yeah, uh, and Michigan tried that unsuccessfully. They're also trending upward, but those mid plain states really just have been like, "Hey, ten people who are in town don't get together." Yeah, and it's been relatively successful. Right. So, well, I think you kind of move to a place like that so you can be left alone and yeah. not have to <laughs> deal with people. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But I, I, I think that. People really need to just if you if people could just start thinking about this in terms of like after 9-11 where like for a little while we all put our bullshit aside and we just sort of like embraced each other as Americans and fought through all the feelings that we were going through. And then eventually we became tremendously politically divided again. Yeah. (laughs) Worse than we were before. But for a for a period of time, maybe three months ish. Uh, it felt like we all needed to be in this together. Yep. And there has never been a feeling throughout the course of the whole coronavirus situation where I've ever felt like we're all in this together. It's always been warring factions of, I don't have to wear this mask because I have a fake doctor's note or like huge inconvenience to me. I don't want to do it. I mean, at the- <laughs> it feels like, it, you know, and the other thing is like the, the looming disaster of, People getting evicted out of their apartments who haven't been able to pay for rent. Yep. Uh, people who are try, trying desperately to get Congress to approve longer, uh, oh. uh, more more of the, the $600 a week of the, the unemployment runs unemployment. out at the end yeah. of this month. So even people who were barely getting by with that unemployment. Yeah. Now they may not be able to pay rent in August. So, by the way, all the businesses who are complaining about their employees not wanting to come back because they're making more in unemployment, mm-hmm. uh, it's not that much money in unemployment. Yeah, I'm just, that's all I'm gonna say. It's not. Yep. It's not. Uh, I would hope that we would be able to pay at least this amount to everyone who works a normal 40, 40 hour a week job. You know. Yeah. The the lower end needs to come up dramatically. I think I talked so, about that on yeah. the previous podcast, right? Yeah. Like, this is the first thing we should do when we're through this. Like, Heroes Act. Okay, all you guys went to work. Great. We're going to give you $18 well, the, now. The other thing I don't understand, too, is like, you know, it, it feels like uh, rich people feel like they need to get paid regardless of whether or not everyone else is. Yeah. So yeah. it's one of those, yes, I need to pay money to my landlord for the space that I occupy here at this property because... They need to pay for the for the land that they bought, for the taxes that they pay, for all the things that go along with owning the property. Sure. Yeah. But at a certain point, wouldn't it just be easier to push off the responsibilities of paying for the land or the taxes for a period of time so that the building doesn't need to take rent because they're not paying their version of rent? Yep. And then whoever is at the top of the spectrum just collecting checks from... <laughs> You know, all the properties that they own mm-hmm. for a period of time just will not be getting that money. I feel like, you know, the, the, the baseball owners were going through the same thing where it's just like, well, why are we going to play if we don't make the ultimate, you know, the, the most money we possibly can? It's like, because idiot, 
Just because you own a business doesn't mean it goes up every year without fail. Do like, you remember 94? We almost didn't come back from that. Yeah. like Let's play baseball this year. Right. You know, it, it's. Yeah. Uh, I got a solution for that. And I want you to hear me out. Okay. Guillotines. I figured Landlords, that was yeah. guillotines, put that math together. And I think we would be just fine. Um, but I wanted to say the uh, California is rising rapidly. One of the 15 states going up. Despite the fact that the largest testing spot in Southern California was closed for four days of those eight days that five of the days were the largest yeah. growth. Um, and uh, that's the spot that actually that uh, I shot the video of me going and getting tested. It was empty when I went there, but that's not. where I went to get tested uh, last Thursday. And so. apparently the lines when you were there were insane. It an took hour? about an hour, yeah, an hour to do it. It's I not- mean, I, get, I pulled directly in, got my <laughs> test, took my test. I was in and out in like 10 minutes. So for me, it's like, what? You sat an hour? Yeah. But uh, so it's worrisome because Southern California is the de- most densely populated. Second, maybe only to the Bay, depending on what you count. And the largest testing site was closed. And we still are having the largest day, the largest positive test days. Yeah. By, by, by testing. So like. The largest number of positive tests compared to the number of tests given. I mean, to me, it just seems like nobody, you know, I I have been doing everything I can to limit the number of people that I see. Uh, Today, somebody came to check fire extinguishers for the building. Yeah. Or fire, you know, Uh, sprinklers sprinklers for the building. So there was one person that I interacted with. Uh, there was a delivery driver, and there was you. And so far, that's it today. Yep. And me and you have been around each other this whole time, basically, and we've both been testing negative. So yep. we feel safe. But I got to go get another test. Though. But I'm saying, like, yeah. two. You know, the, there's only two people who I don't know about, like right now. Yeah. You know? And by the way, one of those guys interacted with everyone in your building. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. With his mask, like, lightly pulled down his <laughs> nose, too. Which, yeah. When he walked in, too, I hit him with the with the hand sanitizer. I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. Don't <laughs> touch the, anything yeah. first. Yeah. Um, well, and one other one other thing I really want to talk about is just that Dr. Fauci, who has been, you know, our voice of reason during this entire thing, uh, gave some great news this week. It seems the coronavirus has mutated, and now it is even more prolific than it was before. Um I don't see any indication that those who have had it are now under some different risks than they were of getting it, uh, meaning that the virology is the same enough that your antibodies should be able to fight it off, because that would be horrible. If it mutated so that your viral antibodies do not pick it up, that means we've just wasted the entirety of everything we've done thus far. Yeah. And we got to start over again. Maybe we do it smarter this time, and hey, everybody lock up for three weeks. Don't leave home. Today, go buy food. Everybody go home for two weeks. Yeah. And we'll it's a blizzard. Wipe this out. Just stay in your house. Stay in your house. We'll yeah. wipe this thing out. Um, but no. Uh, so hopefully uh, it's not going to be bad. But that's part of the blame for the rising numbers is that it's even more prolific. This this particular strain or mutation of it. So, yay. <laughs> that's good news. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of good news. <laughs> although this might actually be good news. Um, I mean, if it's real, it just feels yeah. like a cock tease to me. Well, first of all, I. I want you to understand, Corey, that he Trump is the most well-informed person on Earth. So, so Kaylee McEnany yes. tells us. By the way, special press briefing to come out and say the president is the most well-informed person on Earth. Any questions? Like, just that was the whole point the, of the press briefing. The fa- there have been questions at the White House press briefing of does the president read? To which the press secretary, whoever it is at the time, goes like, 
The president reads. Of course the president reads. Nobody ever asked that question of any other president. Even W, who was accused of being a bumbling idiot, was... Never like outwardly said like, do you read? Do you could you actually read words? Yeah, They're can just, you like, can yeah. you read? Can you or do you have the physical ability to read? Like nobody asked him, but Trump. We 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 question whether or not. Well, uh, so the Fourth of July, he was at Mount Rushmore, and yep. of course he gave a completely bipartisan pro-American. <laughs> nope. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but he slurred and stumbled his way through it in a way that was incomprehensible to me. He is not good on a teleprompter. No. And uh well, Obama wasn't good at the beginning, but by I, this I time don't get, he was good. I, I don't get why that you wrote that speech down. Oh, no, like that, that no. no, 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 not not Trump. I'm saying somebody actually wrote the oh, yeah. words that Stephen Miller wrote the words of that speech, like read it and was just like, "Yup, that's it. He'll do <laughs> put, well with this." Put it on the teleprompter mm-hmm. like like at, at no point was it like you know we're part of the greatest country in the world we need to pull together and be better and you know this is our opportunity to be the country that we we know we can be and rah rah America or something nope. it's like cancel culture is ruining everything and fucking I'm going to send in national guard to defend monuments and blah 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 and let me tell you something I wouldn't do if I was writing for Trump I would not have a transition between any two topics in the middle of a sentence because if he chooses to step away and for one of his interjections, yeah. it will sound nonsensical. Like when it sounded like he said Vietnam was fought in the sands of Arabia because he stepped away to talk about the Vietnam War and came back and then was talk. The sentence was meant to be like we, the way we fought in Vietnam and how we fought in Persian Gulf. Yeah. But his interjection made no sense because he didn't read the second half of the sentence before he talked. Right. And if it couldn't be any more American than, you know, deriding half of America in front of a national monument. Um, on the way in, there were Native American protesters protesting the use of their most holy place, which has been defaced with the founding yeah. fathers' faces on it. Um, and just, they didn't want to have a political rally there, which is what it inevitably turned into. Now, would they have protested as much for a previous president? I don't know. Someone who you might think would just do a like let's come together speech. Maybe they not. uh they've been pretty uh firm on this one for a while. Yeah, uh, don't so go to the Black Hills. It so uh what is it the Sioux. The Sioux Indian uh, but it's something the Lakota Sioux or whatever Lakota Sioux. Lakota Sioux, yes. Yeah. Lakota. Lakota Sioux. Uh they had sued the federal government when they the land was took taken from them. Yes. And then uh in one court ruling, it was supposed to be given back. Yes. And then uh, the no, government. No, 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 no. Uh, we made a treaty to avoid a court decision that we gave it back to them. It was, it was before that the, they had the actual decision at some court level. And then the treaty came oh. in after and superseded it. Yes. And then the government was going like, well, listen, we can't give you the land back because it's a treaty, but we'll give you this money. And they sued because they wanted the land instead. Yes. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said you can have the money, and they were just like, "Fuck your money." Yes, I want the land. And they've they've been, uh, 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 for lack of a better term, dying on that hill ever since for it. You know, like they well should. Yeah, sure. Why not? And uh, I completely understand why you wouldn't want to have a political rally there. And uh, as much as Corey may not be a uh, uh, ardent Catholic anymore. 
you wouldn't want me to go, you know, knock down the the statue in the center of St. Peter's, St. Peter's, yeah. and you know, put up a Mark statue, right? Yeah, just like listen, it, it's like a really holy place, and not not cool that you would bring your political leader here yeah. to my holy place. And then if I went in there and then ranted about a you know some political issue that really was divisive yeah that would be even more insulting to the fact that this was your most holy place can you believe we had a catholic president (laughs) yes we let that happen (laughs) not anymore under my watch (laughs) the watchful eye of Karl marx here at saint peter's basilica (laughs) no saint peter's square yeah paul's basilica peter square or is it peter's basilica paul square I don't remember. It's the Vatican. It's just, to See, me, it's look, all the Vatican. Look, look at the ardent Catholic <laughs> sitting across from me. Um, but yeah, so uh, nonetheless, they were met by Trump supporters who shouted, amongst other things, go back to where you came from. Yeah. And as a reminder, the Lakota Sioux are from the Black Hills of the Dakotas. They were literally standing on the land that they would be going back to, hypothetically, yes. if they were to go back to their land. And they're being told that by the great-great-grandchildren of probably Irish immigrants, Scottish immigrants, Welsh immigrants, English immigrants, Norwegian, German. Yeah. Anytime during the Great Migration. Any, any Europeans in yeah. some variety were standing there. Eastern telling, Europeans or... Yes. Yeah. Standing on their land telling them to go back where they came from, which, by the way, is the most American thing we could do on July 4th. Really, I think that that is a perfect celebration of July 4th. Uh, taking land and then telling you to go back where you came from. In, in, all the, in, all the, uh, in all the conversations we've been having trying to uh, find a more equitable way forward in the, the dealings of race that have been going on, uh, the police have not become as much of an issue for the, you know, like the police reform has not become the issue that we all hoped it would be. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, Lakutasu are dealing with uh, whether or not the Cleveland Indians are going to be the Cleveland Spiders now. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> it feels like we're missing the target on a lot of these discussions. And oh, by the way, Brianna Taylor was killed 110 days ago and her killers still walk free. Yes. Uh, and are could go work for another police department. Despite the fact they may have been fired by that police department, they're free to go work for another police department. So, 110 days. Yes. That is terrible. That is uh, longer than an NFL season. Yes. Yeah. And uh, today would be a great day to call uh, the attorney general and say, uh, how about you do something about it? Maybe so. we should, uh, you know, put these guys behind bars and uh, charge them with something. That'd yeah. be great. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, the the one story that Corey kind of alluded to earlier uh, as well is that Trump uh, whispers from the Trump administration are that if his poll numbers don't improve because nothing seems to be able to improve them the the Tulsa rally didn't really get them up the Fourth of July thing kind of backfired and the poll numbers are are listless at yeah. the bottom that he may pull out of his reelection campaign in mid to late summer of the election year which would be disastrous for the everyone. He can't get off the ballot. So yeah. essentially you'd be voting for Mike Pence because he would get elected and then essentially step down, allowing Pence to take the presidency, I guess. Yeah. I... And or causing a constitutional crisis, which is exactly what we expected of him. Um, and we talked about Kanye earlier, and it's like, this is exactly what I expect. It's a, I'm going to take my ball and go home rather than risk losing the game. 
again, it's something we talked about last week with, you know, like president being the person who gets the bad news, you know, like I, I just can't. It, it's he Trump has no he's been asked, like, why do you want to run for, pre- you know, why do you want to be reelected? And he has no answer. Uh, he keeps talking more and more about like the uh, I guess people don't like me, so I'm going to have to have to mosey on out of here and take pe- my ball and go. home. Yeah. And like, you know, the the idea that the Trump fans out there and the deep inter- deep recesses of the Internet are going to be like he was chased away by the deep state because he was too successful. We were winning too often. Yeah. And they just tried to bring him down with Russia and impeachment and blah, blah, blah. And, and never that's gave what him he a needs. chance. Yeah. He needs an, he needs a, a Nixon Vietnam moment where he can be like, we won. So we left. Yeah. And it's like, but really? <laughs> did you? But if he finds a way to turn this into a this is a witch hunt. I could go run a successful business. I don't need this anymore. And you know, look, I've come. I've done everything I said I was going to do. I quit. I quit yeah. and walk away. He absolutely will. But he needs to go out. On his terms, it's got to be a win. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to find Because he's not going to be able to, like, the, the worst part is he could change his his lot in life a lot if he just leaned into the fact that we're in the middle of the pandemic and there are simple fa- there's simple steps that could be taken to help prevent the spread. Wear a mask. And if Trump literally went out, wore a mask, like, you know, like, fucking Newsom, like, every time he has a, a, a press conference alerting to it he's yep. in some room yep seemingly by himself and mask he's walking on. in with the mask on and then as soon as he gets in front of the microphone he takes it off and then if somebody else is talking he puts it on while he's Steps standing back. in front of the microphone yep. like yep. It, it you know does he need to wear it in front of the microphone? probably not but like you know it it, it it is showing people like hey I'm wearing the mask <laughs> I'm an important person and I'm wearing the mask I was sewn into this suit <laughs> But I'm wearing a mask, all right? Do you understand that I've had to buy off the rack for six months now because of this shit? I have to hide half of this gorgeous face below this mask, <laughs> but I'm doing it for you. I've let my hair grow slightly. <laughs> how dare I how only bring dare, my stylist how in How dare you accuse me? <laughs> no, uh, uh, you know, if, if Trump at some point was just like, hey, I think masks are great. Everyone should wear it. Here's me wearing my mask. Uh, that and not the one that uh, is being sold on Amazon that looks like a swastika, uh, like a real honest to god mask. Uh, I feel like a lot of people would would have that like we're all in this together moment, mm-hmm. and we you know it might actually propel him to some sort of like see he can be a good person if he tries, but like no, he won't he's not that. interested in doing it because yep. admits that he was wrong yep. or that he didn't. You know, it, it's not like he can he can go into the press briefing tomorrow and just be like. <laughs> I just talked to Fauci. Cases are way up. Nobody told me. Let's get, let's get on this. Like, so wait, I, masks can stop this thing. All right, I'm strapping up a mask from here on out. <laughs> it's like when Kemp learned that people were asymptomatic. People could spread it, and so it's like, it's just like, mm. I just learned that cases are way up. Should we, want, should we do something about it? Yeah, dummy, let's yeah. do something about it. Uh, and before we move on, I just want to say uh, we got another uh, viewer coming in from Sonora, Mexico. Welcome from Sonora, Mexico. Buenas noches. Look at that with yeah. the Spanish. Hey, look at you. All been right. working on it with Roberto. So uh, I do want to say uh, we haven't had a story in a while, but I do want to take just a quick trip down to the Baltimore corner. Where you get the straight dope. And we don't like to go back unless it's a big story. So clearly this is going to be a national story. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been on national news here recently. So I clearly what the story we're talking about is 
The Gun Trace Task Force stole drugs, sold drugs. Planted There's, guns. Planted, planted guns. There's evidence. an entire yeah. investigation about it. And that is not the story that got national <laughs> attention. Uh, they blamed the burning of a CVS on a riot, which may or may not have been caused by them going and getting the drugs that were stolen out of the CVS. <laughs> well, one day we'll get into the many exploits of the GTTF. Yes, uh, but, but that ain't why. That, it, that's not this story. That's not the national story that broke loose. It's yes. Not, or it's not about the spy plane not sing, solving a single crime, even though it's been flying for mm. four months now. Uh, murders are on track to be the worst year ever in the city of Baltimore. Yeah. Despite the fact that everybody stayed inside. Yeah. How's that work? <laughs> um, yeah, so a lot of ways that Baltimore could be in the news. This is not it. But... Um, the statue of, of Christopher Columbus, which is was located uh, at the entrance to to Little Italy. Yeah, it's the, the right traditional by, entrance, right by the JFX, like where the where the highway ends and the water. It turns the into falls President Street, right? Yeah. Like, well, so it literally uh, the where the JFX is used to be a river, yes. and they built the highway over top yes. of it. So there's a part where it turns into president, but initially it would have continued all the way through into the where the highway was. Yes. Where yeah, the yeah. falls way. Yeah. Or where it would have gone through the tunnel underneath. Because right, right, it was right. originally planned to go all the way through. And then yeah. they were like, nope, not doing that. <laughs> Wait, we have to kick out a white neighborhood? <laughs> no. Let's just end it right here. Um, but it, it was. Let's, let's put a housing project there. Make it be awful for 40 years and then buy it away from them and then make it a white neighborhood. That's how we'll fix it. Right. <laughs> you think some rich we'll white guy We'll put Perkins homes company? there for a while and ruin a bunch of lives. And then afterwards, you know, fucking uh, gentrification will happen. Yay. And then fi- it'll fix. Yeah. Um, West Baltimore, in the meantime, here's a couple knives. Just fight amongst yourselves and leave, leave us alone while we're trying to build a city here. If you're not sure where the statue stood, I'll put it this way. It was carrying distance from the Inner Harbor. <laughs> And that was clear because on July 4th is a celebration of our nation's uh, independence, complicated past, yeah. let's say. Uh, protesters uh, basically made As King good. George would say, treason day. Yes, treason day. Uh, protesters made good on a promise that they had made earlier this year, and they tore down the statue of Christopher Columbus and threw it in the harbor. Yeah. Um, interesting story. I don't know why this is what gets national attention of all the things that could. Um, I feel like there's, uh, and not to say that Christopher Columbus isn't a horrible person uh, with horrible things in his past, but also I feel like somewhere a hundred something names down the list of statues that have fallen so far. I mean, like there's legitimate, like awful Confederate people (laughs) who had statues that were torn down during this time. Hard in Baltimore though. You don't get a lot of those in Baltimore. Now there were a couple there were a couple, but I mean, like some of them have already gone there. Uh, Pew took a couple of them away. Yes. And so. there was a really awful cop statue that is also carrying distance <laughs> from the inner Harbor. If you ask me, that could come down. Now, Corey doesn't uh, share that my sentiment. Uh, I don't want to celebrate cops in any way. So, you know, it, so Dorsey got into that one a little bit. Yeah. Cause, uh, Ryan, I'm on your side on this. <laughs> there's a, there's a mon- uh, memorial to two officers who, died in the line of duty and uh there's a little uh placard i guess mm-hmm. there in the middle that makes it seem like this is a statue for the fop but yes. it's really a statue that was paid for by the families of the two fallen officers and for all fallen officers right and then it's maintained by the fop yeah. so that's the that's the basic uh deal there but uh 
apparently Dorsey was saying that uh, it was a statue for the FOP, and why is that still standing? And uh, the complicated uh, mm, where so this statue came from is uh, a little bit of the... All I'm gonna say is we're tearing down Confederate statues because they. I feel like I feel like if we're going if we're if we're going to this point where we're we're saying statues have to and believe me I don't give a shit what statue you tear down for who and at what point I don't give a shit. What I, if I've it was never JP two from the garden at the Basilica. I've never fucking looked at a statue and went like this must stand like, <laughs> like okay. literally any one of them can go. It means nothing to me. Uh, I mean, if you told me that like. You know, the girl who was facing down the bull at Wall Street was yeah. gone. Then I'd be a little bit upset. Like they're moving her. Are they moving her? Yeah. I thought they were moving her to a permanent place. Though. Yeah, like, they are. Right they're moving there. her a couple blocks away to a permanent spot. Uh, OK. She won't be facing down the bull anymore. Well, because the designer of the bull said like, hey, so this kind of changes the meaning of my <laughs> this art. fucks up my thing. <laughs> uh, and his thing wasn't about uh, gro- uh, greed is good. Yeah. It was basically a like, bears and bull. It's uh, there. There's like a, a mythical respect for the bear bull market on Wall yes. Street. Like, if you if you celebrate too much for your for your wins, you're going to hurt just as hard. And it, it was a lot of like, uh, good times will come and good times will go. Just be respectful of what a time you're in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And also, it's a golden calf, which yeah. I just like the irony of <laughs> even without the girl there. Like, yeah. yeah. We built a golden calf on Wall Street. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and she should be moved to some place where uh, I would worry about the being torn down because of a symbolism. I mean, like, you know, I if you told me the Statue of Liberty was torn down, I would be a little bit upset about that one. I mean, but honest to God, I, I don't really. No, you did. You bastards. <laughs> you blew it up. I I I did, I've never like I've never looked at a statue and went like, I, no matter what happens, this has got to stand here forever. Like, yeah. Uh, for the most part, I feel like statues are kind of like uh, weird monuments to legacies. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, like, how do you explain a statue? Like, you, you walk down the Inner Harbor and you see Schaefer there. It's just yeah. like, who's that guy? It's like you could tell a story about him, but it's not the same as if you read a book about Schaefer or like. It's also a bit of a creepy statue. Did internet research or whatever you needed to do to get to who he was it's not the same as like a offhand story you know oh my only point about the the fop statue which isn't an fop statue is you know um we're tearing down confederate statues because they were participating in an inherently racist institution Mm -hmm. well cops are participating in an inherently racist institution so tear down that statue too let's do it uh and maybe the schaefer statue while we're at it uh, he called the east shore shithouse and fuck him (laughs) so you know (laughs) This is the, I, I feel like this is the problem. Like it, there are there are clear, arguably it is a shit house. I'll just say it does smell like shit a lot. So. I mean, like uh, this this is the real problem with the statues and and all this conversation. Like you can make a reasonable argument for how almost anybody is has some checkered area of their past, which makes the statue problematic. Yeah. Like especially if you're talking about people who lived a long time ago, where rules of acceptable behavior were different. Yeah. Uh, Like, don't get it wrong. Like when the Declaration of Independence was signed, when the Civil War started all throughout that time between those two points, uh, there were contingents of Americans who thought slavery was wrong. And there were contingents of Americans who didn't think it was wrong. Uh, You are allowed to to be judged in history based off of whether or not you thought it was wrong when there were people who thought it, you know, like if as long as it wasn't the overwhelming uh 
if everyone had slaves and not one person said anything about it, I don't feel like it's right to, you know, like there's no going back to ancient Egypt and, and yeah, saying like, slavery's wrong. Yeah, like these were slaveholders. It's like, yeah, that that's how this system worked. Yeah. There was nobody saying we shouldn't have slaves at that point. But for me, it's all about Except context. For Moses. There's a statue of Jefferson at uh, the Museum of Slavery or some not. It's not the. It's some sort of museum. Yeah, but it's indoors and there is a huge plaque next to it that. Gives context. It's like, yeah. we're honoring him in a way, but it's no, it's not a slavery museum because it's a, maybe it's a, in Boston, something about the founding fathers. Anyway, yeah. But there's a huge plaque that's just like, given context, great man, did many good things, helped found our country, also owned people. This yeah. is not okay. And we need to give the historical context that in Virginia, perhaps he, you know, it was, it's been argued he only kept slaves because that's what you did. Well, like, uh, so there was like a, a little tiny thing about Teddy Roosevelt at one point. Yeah. Where it's just like, uh, he said problematically racist things. And it's like, all the things that I had seen him say, you know, and maybe I'm missing something, and if I am, please inform me, but like, all of them seem to be relatively of the time. Which is not to say that he was, you know, not racist compared to today, but... Which he probably was. At that time. Yeah. It, uh, he probably wasn't considered racist and I'm not saying that that's a excuse for everything, but like we can, I feel like we need to have a conversation about like degrees here because you know, Jefferson is a more problematic figure, which has, cause he owned people. Yeah. Because yes. he owned yeah. people. Uh, and you know, Columbus has a complicated history because of the, raping and pillaging of people once he arrived in the place that he <laughs> mistakenly landed. P.S. Uh, not mentioned in the mo- in the show that we just watched, relatively sure Hamilton owned slaves too. Didn't yeah. really mention it, but just because he was in Boston and New York doesn't mean he didn't own people. Yeah. That was wealth. That's how you gained wealth. Not excusable, but let's just give it context. Yes, these guys had slaves. That is not okay. Right. We can put that aside. Not aside. We can have it in context with what other good stuff they did. When the time came, Robert E. Lee said, I'm going to go home to Virginia and defend this institution. Because when the Civil War started, Robert E. Lee was a general in the Union Army, gave up his commission in the Union Army to go home. That's a different choice you know, in it, my mind. It's kind of interesting. I was just thinking about this. Like the uh, we, we have all these conversations about... Uh, Basically, so uh, like masks, like our masks, should we wear masks? Should we not wear masks? And it's not about the, it, it should be about coronavirus, but it's become more about whether or not you're wearing a mask, yeah. you know, yeah. like that's kind of a separate issue. And like all the people who are just like this, uh, the civil war wasn't about slavery. It's like, it, it's the same way that it's about coronavirus. We're just not talking about it. It's more about like yeah. what led to it was the fighting over you're a tyrannical government and you're not letting us do what you want. Yeah, but you have slaves, and it's like, oh, we have other things, too, that you're you're always bitching at us about. But at the end of the day, the whole thing was about slavery, but it was the conversation moved away from it, like, as far as, like, a, a historical talking point. Like, yeah. for whatever reason, we couldn't uh, – it seemed like they weren't willing to tell us that it was pretty much all about slavery and the offshoots that led to it, you know what I mean? The spring of 74, Jefferson was working on a document which – Included the words, all men are created equal. Yes. While he owned people, and then less than a decade later, also helped pen the words, a slave is worth three-fifths of a person. Yeah. 
as a compromise, the Virginia compromise. No, wait, Connecticut compromise. But as part of the compromise of like, well, we can't count them as people because that makes them people. But we don't want to not count them because that's most of the people we got. So how are we going to figure that out? So all men are created equal, but not all men. (laughs) But these are 60% of people. Yeah, you know, so yes. And contextually, we need to go into that and, and be able to say... We wouldn't be here unless they did what they did. And there was a lot of bravery in the fact that, by the way, the people you love, the people you look up to as patriots were cop-killing criminals. Like, that's what they were. Yeah. Um, Crispus Atticus, the first man to die in the United States, in the American Revolution, was a black man. We don't hear about that, by the way. That's yeah. not a story you're going to hear a lot. But it's all very complicated and convoluted because it's human. And it's really easy to get into these conversations about like, oh, it was about wealth, not slavery. Mm, slavery was wealth. Eh, I don't want to wear a mask. It's not about coronavirus. Eh, it's, it is. Think honestly, other than from Carter on, I feel like we can't have a conversation about modern day American presidents who don't have some sort of complicated history that we have to explain in oh, some yeah. way. You know, yeah. like uh, even if at the time nothing seemed wrong about it, there there is... At some point, we're going to have to have a conversation about Obama where we're just like, yes, he was good and we liked him and he was a nice person. And lots like, of drones, though. Lots of yeah, drones. there was a lot of unnecessary body count real high. Yeah. And like real high. We didn't think it was going to come from him and it, it, it got even worse under him. So like, you know, it's like one of those things like it's not like I hate Obama because he did this thing. I'm very disappointed <laughs> because he did this thing it complicates the legacy you know the one of the things i learned from uh the uh rfk documentary we're watching he was on the committee for american un-american activities like led the questioning on that committee and now that puts in perspective the guy that i saw that i think of from 68 who was like so progressive and poor people and people of color and i can be your hero but you were like snuffing out commies in hollywood where commie really just meant like gay or, right. you know, you aren't the writer of this. That black guy wrote this and you're putting it under your name and we know, and we need you to come clean about that. Like that's RFK too. It's real complicated. Yeah. Uh, JFK cheated on his wife a lot. Yeah. Also got us to the moon. Thing, human beings are complicated, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's the way it works. And, and like, it, you know, just, listening back at old episodes trying to find uh my Kanye West predictions like uh, there there are times where I I've said things that I'm sure I would like to have another crack at mm-hmm. throughout the course of this podcast what hot takes but I mean like I don't ever think at any point I said something so wrong that I should be ashamed of myself but certainly something that like if it was said today on this episode of the podcast as opposed to four years ago mm-hmm. it doesn't land the same you know like I do think somewhere early in uh, year two, we did have hashtag socially acceptable racism, <laughs> socially acceptable sexism. So those were all like, uh, uh, it was tongue in cheek. Yeah. Tongue-in-cheek. And they were, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like puns mostly. Yes. It was just like a punny phrase that sounded like it could have been, <laughs> if oh. it wasn't <laughs> under the context of the conversation we were having, it sounded bad, you know? Although I'm really happy that given uh, everything happening in the world, uh, I've been able to bring back uh, racist. <laughs> that's the that's hundreds. the one that I hate. I'm just that's gonna just people are just gonna go looking through those moments. <laughs> Got to go back to like the early hundreds to find that discussion. That's a, 
But yeah, so we've been doing this a long time, folks. Uh, and uh, well, you know where you can find all of them. Where is that? Oh, the anthem.com. Corey to the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line 443-219-7595. What's the number again? 443-219-7595. Uh, I didn't have a video today because the building was doing work and the fire alarm was going off constantly. So uh, not great uh, video making conditions, but I'll have a new one out this Thursday. Uh, not entirely sure what it'll be, but uh, tune in for the surprise. So there we go. Mm. Yes. Yes. Sorry, I wasn't ready for that. That was really short. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, you can find uh, the podcast at O oh, the Anthem everywhere you might want to look for it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, basically, as I said in the opening, we go live everywhere that is, hey, you can go live here slash O oh, the Anthem. <laughs> and uh, you can find us at, hey, social media slash O oh, the Anthem. So that's an easy way to find everything that we're doing. Uh, let me clear this up. Oh, man, I was not prepared. And of course, you can find me. And all the stuff I'm doing at Robert and Cheek on all your social networks. Um, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Branded everywhere. Uh, Parlay. Parlay? Parlor. Parlor. Yeah. I've already forgotten the name of it. Uh, but you can find me on there. Uh, come join me, especially if you're leftist, because it's me. That's it. <laughs> I'm representing all the leftists right now. Um, so maybe I'll become an influencer. That'll be great. Mm. Um, I... Do have videos out because, as they like to call me, old reliable. Twice a week, no matter what. Uh, Defending Jacob from last Thursday is out. Um, then the morning show from Sunday. This Thursday, a little delayed because I like to have my stuff done in advance. Therefore, I release on a schedule. Uh, the, the Five Bloods will be coming out this Thursday. Nice. And uh, next Sunday, uh, King of Staten Island. So I'm looking forward to the, all of those. Check out the videos. Everything's at youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek. The only thing that's not Robert N. Cheek. And I've been doing a lot of great work on the website. So robertncheek.com where you can find links to everything, like the books that are available on Amazon. Firehouse Books. Thank you, sir. And uh, everything else. So make sure you just uh, go there first because I got everything there. All right. Well, I think we've done good here today. <laughs> we've done something. <laughs> I don't know if it's It's good. complicated. It's complicated. Uh, I only said guillotines once. Yeah. That's a surprise. So, uh, or maybe twice. Anyway. <laughs> You've been listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. All right. So let's go celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day and get drunk. Is that how Bobby Bonilla celebrates, you think? <laughs> every year. <laughs> or just every day of every There's year. One champagne uh, on 1. July 1st. 1.2 million a year. I think I would just get drunk all the time. <laughs>